This is Cinematic Suffering, where we watch every horror movie streaming on Netflix, from A to Z, for better or worse. Life is pain, and so are bad horror movies. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Cinematic Suffering. This is a podcast where we judge and review and judge some more every horror movie streaming on Netflix from A to Z. That's right, and judge harshly we do. We try to, at least. We like to give a fair shake of the, the stick at certain films, though, I would think. I think so, too. Uh, you know, I, I think that we've been fair. I think we've we've gone into this with a, a positive attitude, which is a good way to go through life. Sure, sure. I mean, starting from the first episode, I thought we were going to rip it apart when we gave it a mild tearing of the butthole. Yes, that's, that's true. <laughs> we, we spanked its butt, just light red, not purple. <laughs> uh, so I am one of your co-hosts. I am Jason. I'm Clay. And uh, Clay, we have a movie today that uh, is, you know, very endearing and seemed, seemed fun upon first seeing the title. Uh, can you tell yes. us what it is? Uh, yes, it's, a, it's an Indian film, the third in, uh, in seven movies. Almost half of them have been Indian films. This one is called Six Minus Five Equals Two. It's a confounding title. Um, you know, <laughs> we'll see if it makes any sense. It doesn't. Um, <laughs> it was released in 2013. It was written and directed by newcomer directors K.S. Ashaka and Swarna Latha. And uh, the actors all in this thing all speak uh, Kannada. And this is the first movie that uh, was ever filmed that all the actors spoke that language. So it's groundbreaking in that way and only that way. So is Kannada a, a regional dialect or language in India? It is. I didn't look into it too much. So I can okay. I can quickly run out of uh, steam on my know-how on this one. But it's, it's one of the... Um, whatever you'd call it, like uh, the established languages of India. It's, okay. it's considered an actual language. And and I'm sure we'll get into this, but it was weird. Like they would lapse into English almost as much as they speak Kannada. So that was that was, that was was very interesting. For yeah, me. and I think we brought that up uh, on 1920 and 1920 London. And they, they did the same thing on those movies. They would lapse into certain English parts. It was... This one, it seemed to be even more pronounced. Like, they yeah. would say whole sentences. Like, it wasn't even a, an odd phrase that didn't have a direct translation. They was like, no, we're going to be lapsing into English for the next two sentences, and then <laughs> we're going to phase back. So, yeah, it was interesting. But um, the film is, is essentially a Blair Witch knockoff. So if you've seen Blair Witch or any of the found footage movies that have inspired it, you've kind of seen this movie. Just insert really weird, plucky Indian folks and uh, you got you've seen the movie. <laughs> yeah, I uh, going into that before we jump into it. The, I, I hold on. Let me add that this is not a spoiler-free uh, podcast. That everything we are going to be saying here is going to, have to be filled with spoilers. So uh, we insist that you watch the movie first and then come listen to the podcast because I think everyone would get more enjoyment out of that. But if you don't, that's, that's fine too. You know, you're just jumping in here. Hope, hopefully, you'll know what we t we're talking about, especially as we start going back and forth between the names and characters i should say and that goes for yeah every, that goes for every film not just uh, this specific one um but i will go back and let's talk about found footage films real quick because uh, we, were, we were talking briefly today uh, just kind of going back through messenger and i i remember when blair witch project came out and the hype that surrounded it because it looked like an actual this is like an actual documentary and this movie this theater was going to release it and i said theater this film production company was going to release it and everyone you know it seemed there's a lot of like there was a lot of people that believed that the blair witch project was something that actually happened uh, me on the other hand being a wise <laughs> horror uh thespian not a thespian what am I, <laughs> a lover of film yeah, a neo uh, uh, I don't know. What would you call that? Uh, a neo, uh, <laughs> a film sexual. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> a horror film sexual. And <laughs> I jumped. I knew it was not for real, but I did enjoy the marketing aspect, and I did think the the foot, how they marketed it was amazing. And then, of course, I went and saw the movie, and I walk out of there horribly disappointed. See, I, I had kind of a different uh, take on the Blair Witch Project. Maybe it was the, who I was seeing it with, my frame of mind. Um, I grew up as a kid in the uh, in in the National Forest area of Ohio. My parents had a place just right in the woods, so I had been lost, not trapped 
tragically. There's no great story, but I'd been lost in the woods before. So it kind of resonated with me in that way. And I, I like the, um, the marketing too. Uh, the, it's, the, the logical progression of the based on a on real events like horror movies have been doing that since the 60s and 70s that old trick of yeah. well this is based on real events and I talked to dummies that really were like did this really happen and I said no it didn't uh, yeah it really did well they they refilmed it but it really happened like no it didn't <laughs> none of this happened it was written it was written but yeah I think we both have. Uh, us and every we could probably do a whole podcast episode just on uh, found footage movies and and uh, what, what's your take on the genre just in general? Like, um, I, I've 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 been a fan of it to tell you the truth. There's a lot of people that aren't fans of it. My wife is not a fan of found footage movies, but uh, I will gladly sit and watch Paranormal Activity, Paranormal Activity Two, the Rec series, the Spanish version, and there's also an American remake or. Yes, I've seen them. Yeah, I can't remember what the name of it for some reason off the top of my head. But I enjoy them to a point. Some of them, of course, are ridiculous. You know, put the camera down for fuck's sake. But but I I think I was telling you earlier through messages that, you know, maybe in the early days of found footage, people, you could kind of look at it and say, "Ah, no one would have the camera running during these traumatic moments. But, you know, with (laughs) the the way the technology is and the way – the the improvements in video technology as far as cell fa- cell phone cameras go and everything that it doesn't seem that implausible that it could happen now well that um you know what comes to mind is that uh the the standout episode of that movie that is just totally um just drawing a blank uh it was a bunch of dudes go out with a camera in their eyeglasses that's recording everything and they try to have they try to make sex tapes but instead a, a vampire lady uh chews them all up and that that was it was part of a anthology yeah but uh, i guess my point VHS. is that, Yes. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, th- that was a pretty good found footage, um, you know, oh, yeah. experiment in my mind. And, um, you know, like in a world of GoPro cameras, it it makes a little bit more sense than than some jackass that's holding a, <laughs> a camcorder and filming to the bitter, ugly end. <laughs> right. The full the full, you know, clunky camcorder that sits on the, the shoulder kind of thing. It's that seems ridiculous. And, yeah, and you see it a lot in the Blair Witch, and you definitely see it in this one. It's like, okay, I guess it. And what's funny is where the cameraman uh, fails, the camera picks right up for him. So we're, <laughs> we're treated to everything that happened to these folks. But um, uh, yeah, found footage. It's 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 one of those. So uh, um, let's uh, dig into the movie. I sure. suppose. The film stars. Uh, oh God, this is going to be fun. The film stars. Darshan Apoorva, Krishna Prakash, Vijay Chendor, Pallavi, Tanuja, Ramesh, and Maruthanjaya. Oh, my God. I I, I will applaud you. (laughs) I will say I had trouble distinguishing which name ended and which one began, but that's perfectly fine that's just my stupid american ignorance when it comes well, to i, I apologize for mangling these people's names they, they seemed like very nice people beautiful people they so. do it uh, this movie does it starts out saying you know with a kind of um kind of a documentary feel it's supposed to take place four years two or three or four years earlier in 2010 Yes, or or at least the the found footage does. It, the, there's a producer that's going around trying to get this made, and he's interviewing very briefly a couple of people about what happened in these woods in the I guess the northern mountains of India. Yeah, the the main person that we see interviewed in the movie as it starts off is this guy named Raja, and I was immediately like, "That's my cat's name." My my cat's name is Raja Bhatnagar. I had to give him, you know, a full <laughs> Indian name. I believe it means king in Hindi. Um, someone will correct me on that, I'm sure. But uh, Raja is the main character, and he's the sole survivor of this little hike in the woods that his friends took, and he's being interviewed by this production company that's going to turn his story into a movie yeah and the the interviewer the production company i guess the producer is interviewing raja and asking about the found footage and what exactly happened and raja doesn't really have a lot to say about it he just kind of breaks down crying near the end of the interview (laughs) and uh, i mean if that 
it was kind of it was kind of like one of those it looked like a fake cry and at first i thought oh raja had something to do with this oh but no that would have made it too interesting <laughs> and uh, yes yeah, so unfortunately raja breaks down crying it, was, it feels like a fake cry ho 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 boo hoo hoo his whole acting feels fake it's it's like otherworldly fake to me the the way he he his eyes are real wide and his mannerisms just everything about him is it was was it was strange right off the bat yeah me. yeah it was strange right off the bat and you, like i said it kind of gave me that suspicious feeling that raja had some something to do with it since he was the only survivor uh, i will say the actor who plays him did a a fine job in the outer moments when they're out in the the forest and everything it's just in this one that he just felt a little bit too creepy Something, yeah, like you almost get a false sense of Raja from this interview that they established in the beginning of the movie. But um, they, they, we quickly learned that there were six friends that, that went into the woods. Raja was the only one came that came back. Raja should have lawyered up, by the way. The, <laughs> this guy just informs him, like, we're going to make a movie out of this. Is that cool? Like, no, uh, well, let me, after you talk to my lawyer and we talk <laughs> about royalties, you can make whatever you want. You know, I need I need a book deal, Jack. I'm going <laughs> to. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. The So after we get through the whole interview process, we jump into, I guess, essentially day one of. Day one, we meet the we meet the four. There's like I said, there's six of them, and we meet four of them first. We meet Raja, who who's the affable hero and the lone survivor. Uh, we meet Sid. He's the filmmaker and cameraman. He's kind of like this handsome, really confident. He's he seems like he's gone to a couple dance clubs in his yeah. day <laughs> and <laughs> ordered some gray goose and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's he's the cameraman. Uh, we got the uh, lovable big guy Lula. He's he's kind of reminded me of an Indian chunk from the Goonies. <laughs> yeah, and we've got BJ, who is he? He look he's he could almost be Raja's brother. I thought like he's this you know uh, confident, good looking, you know uh, likable guy. BJ. Yeah, BJ, and uh, I would just I you know they each have their own kind of quirks and perks around them. I'm not sure if they were three-dimensional characters per se, but, you know, they had their, you know, you had the smarmy, you know, good-looking guy. You had the, the shy. I thought Raja was kind of more of a shyish kind of man, um, but Lula was, of course, the comedic relief. Yeah, he's fat, so he's got to be the comedic relief. <laughs> we see Raja pretty much shitting in the woods the first time we see him out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, God, it, it just right into it. Like, they're, they go and they uh, film Raja shitting by a tree. Like, where where's Raja? He's shitting by a tree. Like, why do you know that? You guys are already way too familiar. They try to get footage of Raja taking a dump. He runs into the lake, and it's just... They they hit you with a lot of tomfoolery right away. Oh yeah, there's a lot of um, what do they call it? <laughs> Monkey shines. I don't know. Um, uh, they were horsing around when they should have been getting to business. That's what should have been happening. Yeah, like I, you know, and I guess that it's it, it's the typical horror movie way of making of putting you at ease and everybody's having fun so that the horror can come in later. Oh, foreboding. That's the it's the first big flaw of this movie is that there's a lot of tomfoolery and horsing around and I don't want to sound like a naysayer or a Debbie Downer but there's only so much you know dick punching and you know <laughs> watching fart people jokes. fart jokes and watching people try to shit on someone's head while they're sleeping <laughs> that it's like okay this has nothing to do with the story let's go when are we going to see something <laughs> <laughs> just strap in folks you realize right away uh we're gonna need to strap in for this one uh day one so they they make their trek into the wilds and and then we just kind of fade out and it goes to day two i can't remember that much from day one i just have in my notes intro to guys fucking around before they make their trek into the wilds yeah they meet the girls the girls are are introduced we have uh priya and suhana are the two pretty girls in the group. So they're, I, I felt like, oh, you, you girls be real careful. <laughs> You're just, it's, it's a sausage buffet and these guys are obviously mentally ill. Well, well Su Suana, it was established as BJ's girlfriend. Yeah. And, so uh, one Priya, of them's off the market right away. So. <laughs> and Priya, it was Suana's uh, friend that she yeah. had with her. 
Yeah, I mean, the, uh, six of the, the 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 six main characters were likable despite the fact that they weren't very well drawn. I I guessed it's, it was so weird. Just I don't know whether it was a cultural thing that that's just the way that people act with one another. It seemed very weird. There was a lot of ball busting between the guys, you know, calling each other idiots and fatso, and I just. <laughs> I mean, I, I know me and my friends and me, we, we fuck around a lot and we bust each other's balls. But if someone kept calling me an idiot or fatso or, you know, some derogatory term that I did not like and they knew I didn't like, there'd be problems very quickly. But this is yeah, like my, my time is limited. I it's it's one of the lessons that older people learn in life is you just get you excise those people from your life. I never would have gotten caught up in this camping trip because they would say uh, Lula's going now, nah, man, I'm out. I'm out. No Lula for me. <laughs> I'm out. He's a dick. And I don't enjoy him calling me a skinny waist bucket you know whatever i don't know <laughs> and he wakes up it's this one one quick scene that we got to talk about for just a second is they they wake this dude up by levitating his balls and and butt over lula's face his sleeping face and i was just that yeah, Raja would be off it'd be off at that point <laughs> yeah raja raja says oh i'm naked i'm gonna we don't see anything of course but you know raja no. kneels over where lula's sleeping with his or squats over i should say and uh all i can imagine is just a big hairy dark butthole <laughs> spread out waiting for lula to look at and we get all that suspense going uh, because they, they Lula wake up and he Lula eventually wakes up and he stretches and he rubs his eyes and you know he's it's making a show before he finally opens his eyes and when he does big gaping brown butthole right in his face <laughs> and then he gives uh, Raja a rim job no that doesn't <laughs> happen but <laughs> it was so weird and and uh again I don't know if it's a cultural thing like that's just the way Kannada people pal around but if one of my friends did that to me I'd be like man we need to that that really that really fucked me up waking up to your <laughs> No, that, that shit happens dude I, I i haven't been a part of it but i've seen it happen and frankly i'm embarrassed for myself that i didn't say anything but what are you doing? let's see how this unfolds so <laughs> it, it you're right it kind of does just smash right into to day three we're getting it's there's a lot of padding they get set up they buy their camping supplies they talk to raj's dad it makes no it, there's no point in us doing that just Raj's dad basically is not a fan it's like this guy's a shithead and you're all gonna die in the forest he doesn't say anything important no he, and, he said uh, he says oh Raja I've I've tried to get him married and everyone asked him how long how many women have you introduced him to and the father I think it might be the uncle actually and oh was it yeah, yeah and he says uh 45 women and Raja's turned down 45 women and everyone starts you know egg you know giving Raja shit for that and you know, he's just kind of looking downcast. I'm like, I wonder why he's turned down so many yeah. young ladies. Whatever could it be? Never comes up, but I have a theory, and it has something to do with him putting his brown eye on his friend's nose first thing in the day. Not that there's well, there's something wrong with that part. There's know. nothing. There's <laughs> yeah, there. There's something wrong with putting their brown brown eye on someone's nose in the morning. <laughs> but the, you have to get signed affidavit saying it's cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, day one, two, and three, they just kind of push through, and I think on three is actually when they go out and they start taking selfies, and Lula, of course, being the big guy, starts bitching mm -hmm. and moaning about walking all the way to this peak that BJ points to. He says, we're going to march, we're going to walk all the way over there to that peak, and... Lula, yeah. I'd be, but to be honest, I'd be bitching about that too. I was like, dude, that's far away. We're not going to get there by any time soon. Like, I'm, I'm on this trek because there's girls, and I thought we were going to get drunk, smoke pot, and maybe try to get laid. But if the laid thing is not on the docket, fine. But I'm not traipsing all over the hell's half acre. <laughs> Fuck this. And he, he even makes some kind of comment like, "You guys are going to be dragging my body back." And I was thinking, "Oh, you big silly, you're all going to die." He <laughs> <laughs> also made another good point. Of why don't they just go and drink beer or something by the lake or by the ocean because they're near Capital the ocean. idea. I was like, that would be amazing. I would love to do that too, Lula. But yeah. unfortunately, everyone wanted to walk up a hill for 10 hours. 
yeah, let's let's get exhausted and, and most likely die. So yeah, they they start walking. They um they point to the peak that they're they're walking towards, and you, you, I guess you could be argued that this was the point of the movie to put us at ease. But man, what a beautiful hike! I was thinking oh, like yeah. this was gorgeous. You know, as long as I wasn't if if we could excise a couple of these douchebags from the group, <laughs> this would be friggin' perfect as two pretty girls. A couple of the dudes seem okay, you know, we could get rid of two of the dudes. It'd be perfect. <laughs> and the the shots they did were were beautiful. I mean, the the countryside and where their their location was just amazing to look at. Look, it looked gorgeous. Yeah, just beautiful. It it really did. Um so Sid Arthur is or Sid for short is just kind of filming this all himself, but sometimes he trades the camera back and forth so everyone else kind of gets a a, a handle of the camera and we can see Sid sometimes in frame. Yeah. Which was a, you know, like a, a, a kind of a downfall of uh, the first Cloverfield movie kind of fell into that trap to where the, the cameraman was just this off camera disembodied character. So I guess that they've, <laughs> they did their homework when they were watching other movies, they didn't learn their lessons, but they did their homework. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, for some reason, the uh, BJ creates a flag that they're going to, post at the top of the peak once they get to it but lula in some kind of weird thing of revenge for going on the hike or something throws it over the the cliff and says, yeah it's pretty much it been, this flag <laughs> it should have been the white flag of surrender is the only <laughs> flag that would not that they had anything that, that didn't have anything to do with the movie whatsoever but then again a lot of this stuff doesn't have to do with the plot it, it, most of this is just padding um, yeah they they, yeah. they find a, a large mountain that's, you know, beautiful and grand. And they, they find a, a cave and take some selfies in the cave. Yeah, up until the, the, the second act of the movie, it would be a great way to advertise that <laughs> what they were. They were, should have been filming a commercial for the, the hike. <laughs> like, yeah. We'll be your guides through beautiful Kanata land. Yeah, the the Indian registry, forest registry would, you know, it'd be a perfect advertisement for them to put out. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's been 10 days since we've had a loss out here. So. <laughs> Hikers keep disappearing up in this certain part of the mountains, though, particularly <laughs> where you're going near the the large stone Mountain, yeah. Don't go there. But by all means, continue on. Well, this is a good transition for like it, in the midst of all this goofiness, just just over the top kind of like Japan, almost like it reminded me of like a Japanese com uh, comedy level of silliness. We just smash cut to this tree that they find when they they find their campsite, and it's this tree of human <laughs> bones. There's just and dolls, yeah. Yeah, like, it'd be the kind of shit to where, like, we're leaving now. And they just take it in stride. It's the weirdest thing. Not only do they take it in stride, but Sid takes one of the goddamn skulls off the tree and brings yeah. it back to the camp. And, and if anyone did that, I'd be like, <laughs> we're leaving now. This is bullshit. Why are you, why is there a tree out here anyways with skulls all over it and little little stupid handmade dolls? But you took a skull. I'm not superstitious, but I'm starting to get there. I'm, I'm getting the there. Most Stone cold atheist yeah. among us would be like, you put that desk, you fucking, have you never seen Poltergeist? This is <laughs> exactly why that that movie, uh, that that family's house got sucked into the vortex. You madman! Oh, and I, just a slight slight tangent that may come into play later, but because of what happens with Raja, but the the guide at the very beginning, where they're kind of chilling out at the home base that they rented out uh, before they go on this trek, the guide or the whoever the forced manager was that was in the area says uh anytime you come across a water source fill up on water and i see them filling up filling up on water from like waterfalls and different water sources and even i know not to drink the water around here in the mountains it, because you don't know what's yeah. in the mountains or what's in that water you gotta pretty you gotta boil it yeah, I, I'm guessing that Bear Grylls was not, or the Indian equivalent of Bear Grylls was not real popular over there. Yeah, that it's just full of parasites. It'd be like, feel free to drink from the river if you want to shit out squirming worms, you know. And, and, and that's, that's that's my point. That you know, they didn't explain explain it, but uh, something befalls Raja later. Uh, actually, it's not that much later. It's no, it was it's 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 like pretty much. Well, okay, let's the, the yeah. we it. Like they camp, they basically they camp. They camp right next to the de to the murder tree. And this again, like I don't think that I can really 
overstate this enough. The movie has been a fucking comedy up until this point. And then we just cut to this murder tree full of human skulls. And they're like, "Eh, that seems like a good place to camp. There's voodoo dolls in the fucking tree and they camp right near this monstrosity. They just, they deserve to die. They're just so (laughs) unaware. And during the night, some creepy foreshadowing happens, some boilerplate Blair Witch shit, but some, some, some foreshadowing nonetheless. Yeah, so I have to just add, by the time they find this tree, we're already a little over 40 minutes into the movie when nothing has happened up to this point. It's just them bullshitting, bullshitting around, you know, slapping each other's asses, making off-color jokes about each other. And now we finally have something of a plot starting to develop. Somewhat, yeah. It's, uh... Somewhat. I, I put finally in my notes when, the tree, <laughs> dead, when we see this tree full of skulls. Um, but yeah, Sid, Sid brings one of those goddamn skulls back to the camp, and I already wrote. I'd say that was a mistake. Uh, I... <laughs> yeah, it's you know I've seen a horror movie before, and that's never a good. I've I, I've seen the Family Guy episode where he did where Peter did that. And that's not <laughs> a good idea. So don't fuck with the the skull tree. It just don't mess with it. But he does. And uh, the camera just, they're getting ready to go to bed and the camera switches itself on and the skull is just sitting there in frame. And then a bottle shatters near it. Just so we're, they, yeah, the, the, <laughs> the skull, and yeah, the skull is actually looking at the camera when it turns back on, it, it, it goes off. And then when it turns back on, the skull is looking at the camera and then that, bottle shatters um i don't i just need to go off on a little another tangent here do are horror movies in some kind of different universe other than maybe scream you know scream was like oh well you know they basically knew the horror movie rules which aren't all true by the way but it it seemed like they're trying to explain kind of doing a tongue-in-cheek it seems like if this is 2010 Certainly these guys have seen horror movies before. They know how shit starts. They're obviously religious because they, they reference God all the time. So if they believe in God, they'd think there's, there's obviously something else out there that's evil, right? And so, Yeah, but zero self-aware. And, and that's a good point. That they, like, that's a fascinating point, actually. Because in Scream, like, they kind of take us with it. There's enough, you know, wry nods to the camera that they're kind of like, come on. Like, they're inviting us, the audience, into it. This one, we're watching it from the outside. And we're watching something that's just bananas weird. And you're right. Everybody in a horror movie doesn't seem to have much self-awareness, situational awareness. And they've never seen a fucking horror movie yeah. in their life. Exactly. If they'd seen any horror movie, none of this would happen, though. So we got to assume that everyone in these these horror movie universes are just naive to the fact that this shit happens until it finally Maybe. does. Or just the, the hubris of youth. Like, the nothing bad's going to happen to us. We're going to drink pond water. We're going to desecrate <laughs> murder trees. We're going to ignore voodoo dolls. And, um, you know, we're going to, oh, you wait. know. And don't forget voices that call your name in the dark. Yeah, uh, that happens. Sid Arthur. I was like, okay, I'm going to take this skull back to camp and hope nothing bad happens. <laughs> I'm going to apologize vigorously to the skull and we're going to get the fuck out of here. Nope. Uh, you're in for the long haul. Oh, God. Well, okay, so after we get back from this little tangent, I'm sorry we t- that we took us on there. Uh, we're back at correct. camp. It's around... They get up in the morning and Raja isn't feeling good. He's despondent and he's in his sleeping bag and he's just uh, like he's sick. Oh, we got to go back just a little bit before they wake up because uh, that mysterious stuff does happen, but it happens like at two in the morning. I was looking at the timestamp on that camera that they had. And, and, uh, but before that they were, you know, they were cooking dinner at nine, around nine at night. And then they started put on, they put on this music and they all started dancing. Oh, like idiots. Like just annoying. This is where I thought, oh no, are we? Is it going to happen? Are we going to have a music and dance number in a singing found, and dance in a found footage movie? <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, no. They don't. No. They don't break the fourth wall the same way that 1920 London did to to great comic effect. It's just they just basically flounder around like a bunch of shitheads. They they. <laughs> They, they they dance the way the Snoopy or the the Peanuts characters dance in the Christmas <laughs> special. Da, 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 just this spastic flailing of limbs. Yeah, and I I was just oh I was so happy that it didn't turn into that that you know <laughs> that was at the that was at forty seven minutes in. 
<laughs> well, I mean, they had to have been biting their own cheek. I, I bet you, I bet you, uh, like, another side note, they made a Hindi remake of this movie, and I bet you that there's a song and dance number in that, in that movie. <laughs> it's got to be. They can't not have done it. So they do go to, they go to sleep and the the thing with the 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 bottle and the skull happens and we flash into day 4 and this is uh, Sid actually goes back to the skull tree with the camera and walks around and he finds a fresh new doll is on the tree that wasn't there two new dolls yeah. two yeah there's two new dolls yeah. in, in the likeness of the the girls Priya and Suhana and again he's just like mm, curious moving on <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yeah, Sid goes back to camp, and we see Raj's fever, and he's come down. He's he's very sick, and you know I'm just thinking, you know, boil that water, bro. Gotta boil yeah. that water. Yeah, it's your fault. Like, oh, <laughs> and so being the good friends that they are, do they stay with him? Do they go to get help? Of do course. they try to walk him back? No, they oh, fucking yeah. leave him. They just <laughs> leave him. They're like, well, okay, uh, try not to die, Raja. You sit here and you you sweat and you bleed out the ass, <laughs> and we're going to go to the peak and then come back and hopefully we don't find a corpse. They don't leave anyone with him. They just leave him. They just leave him there. Uh, BJ kind of kneels next to him says oh we're gonna go and we're gonna leave you here uh we'll be back by 10 and by 10 i'm thinking 10 o'clock at night you're gonna leave him there for over 12 hours because they're up in the morning early to leave and i if i was raja and i was sick like that i'd be like fuck you guys fuck you assholes i'd be coughing bloody stool in their face (laughs) (laughs) i'd be like i'm fucking out of here if i'm not here when you get down here i'm taking the truck and leaving your ass <laughs> <You know? laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna lick all of your water bottles i'm gonna spit dysentery in your eyeballs i will curse you to the end what shitty people like that is just so irresponsible but anyway they just leave raja i mean we know from the beginning of the movie that he makes it but right. <laughs> it's a surprise i mean i guess it, ironically that was his only saving grace was being left i think that he was <laughs> Right on the dividing line. One more step past that tree and you're you're dead. But there really was no reason for him to come down with a fever or be sick in the first place. I mean, it, it was mentioned that he drank a lot earlier the previous night. But, you know, even they mentioned, oh, well, drinking a lot doesn't give you a fever, which is, I guess, basically true. So, I mean, and if it was truly drinking the water that they've just been filling up randomly at streams and riverbanks on their way there, then why isn't anyone else sick? Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess Raja's, I guess he doesn't have a very strong constitution or something. I'm surprised they didn't use it as a way to shit on vegetarians. <laughs> well, if you ate some meat, you'd be stronger. Peace. See you, Raja. He so does, they leave. He does leaving. complain that he smokes a lot of cigarettes, though. That's he does, crazy. yeah. Which, you know, that's bad for you. Yeah. And, and that I've learned so many lessons from uh, 6 minus 5 equals 2. <laughs> God, what a stupid title. It's horrible. <laughs> okay, I think we're about halfway through it now. We're about 50, yeah. 50 minutes in, um, but they, they continue to hike and leave poor Raja to die by himself, probably. <laughs> and they continue up the hill. Lula is continually bitching the entire way. They stop to rest. They hike again. They stop to rest. They hike again. They stop to rest. That's kind of like the motive yeah. that happens throughout the entire movie. Um, They're just eating up, eating up film. Well, digital film. Digital. <laughs> so we see maybe Sid sets his camera down and just to take a leak, I guess, and a gust of wind comes up and his water bottle goes flying into the camera and knocks it over. Yeah, but it's... I mean, it, it comes at you like a bad effect in a 3D movie, like boogity boogity at the right <laughs> camera. And he, he's upset for a sec, second, but again, he takes it in stride. And uh, at this point, they're at the peak, correct? They they yeah. make it. They make their way shortly after the water bottle attacks the camera. <laughs> they make it to the peak, and much spastic uh, floundering and celebration is to be had. They, more selfies, more more selfies with each other. Uh, lots of photos. Yeah, uh, and further desecration of the skull. They take a, a group picture with the skull that they've put on a stick. <laughs> yeah, they, I'm surprised they didn't piss in its socks. They put it on the stick, and apparently Lula knocks it, and it falls over in the cliff. And you just see a uh, see them all looking over the cliff down and wondering why the skull is 
why gravity took the skull over the cliff. I don't know what's going on. Why they are all just standing looking over the cliff down. But uh, while they're doing that, we see a flame erupt in the backpack of Sid's. And his backpack just catches a flame and everything inside it was destroyed. I, I mean, it, it it doesn't just catch fire. It bursts into flames. Like, what were you hauling a butane around? In, what is there they napalm did, they, in that? They did say they, they had fireworks in the backpack. Um, so ah. that is a logical thing to come to if it's really hot, I guess, and the sun was hitting something right. Then, yeah, it could set off the... The fireworks. Of course, I would assume they would hear the firework as as it went off. But yeah, you think it makes some kind of fireworky sound? I yeah. Th- yeah, I I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was another one of these baffling moments where they're like, oh, sometimes backpacks just burst into flame. <laughs> that doesn't happen to you, no. It happens to us all the time. <laughs> so the uh, so of course Lula complains yet again about the backpack being on fire and how all the food got burnt up and. Uh, <laughs> It burned up all my Slim Jims. For some reason, Sid didn't pick up his water bottle, the 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 ghostly water bottle that tipped over his camera. He never picked it up on his way back. Literally, because bastard. because he they, he asked where someone asked where his water bottle is, and he's like, "Oh, I can't find it." I was like, well, "It should have just been in the area where your camera <laughs> fell down, right?" What the, the ghost just pick up your goddamn water bottle and take off with it? You know what would have been funny is right when he said, where's my water bottle if it just flew into his hands? Like, oh, there it is. And then they just he takes a sip out of it and they keep moving. They should have at that point. Just turn it into the comedy that, it, that it's been begging to be this whole time. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Uh, so they decide to hike back towards Raja. And as they're getting more into the, the forest, because right now they're kind of in a clearing out on the peak, but now they start descending back into the forest. And we hear uh, a voice call for Lula, and it, we, they think it's Raja's voice, and they all run towards where they think the voice is coming from in the forest. And yeah, they run in opposite directions, and they—they are—they're <laughs> following the Blair Witch template to the letter. Yeah. Like they—they they, in the Blair Witch Project, it was Josh, 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 and this one it's Raja, Raja, Raja. That's just—it's obligatory that we got to call our friend's name in the woods and flounder around like idiots for <laughs> an unacceptable amount of screen time. Oh yeah, they—they they call his name for the longest time before. Priya finally, they all stop and rest again, as is per usual for the movie. And while they're <laughs> resting, Priya says, that wasn't Raja's voice. And then tell, she says all this weird stuff has been going on. But she hasn't really been witness to that much weird stuff, other than well, you know, the backpack I, I, bursting in the flames. Yeah, that's weird. I just kind of took it at this point. You know, and, and you know, maybe we should give more credit. Like, we, the audience, see all this weird shit happen. And, and they, but... I was just like, okay, now you're noticing, you're now <laughs> noticing that you are in, you're waist deep in weirdness, and and just you're just now seeing the weird paranormal shit. Uh, so uh, most of them agree, except for BJ. Uh, BJ's the pragmatist here, a pragmatist or the the. Uh... Yeah, I guess uh, the guy who doesn't believe in ghosts. And yeah, he's, because, he's the skeptical one of the bunch. Because everyone kind of agrees right off the Priya is right on the money about ghosts. So so BJ, being the, the intellectual he is, knows how to communicate with ghosts. And he takes a can <laughs> and places it in the middle of their clearing. And he says, if there's a ghost, this can will tip over. If there's not a ghost, well, it'll just stay there. So he puts it there and they all stare at this can can for about a minute i think they learned that trick from neil degrasse tyson it's very scientific <laughs> it was, it was, he's definitely using scientific method he had to come up with theory first or hi- hypothesis and uh, <laughs> couldn't be wind or the fact that i set it down unevenly it's ghosts if this if this canister falls over i think they were even watching freya there's like a, a reference that that watch her because if she make sure she doesn't make a move towards it to tip it over or something like there's some kind of distrust there because she said it was a ghost I don't trust her. She, that ghost believer, will try to <laughs> will try to ruin our little experiment here. So instead of the can actually getting tipped over, after we were all sitting there watching this can too, 
and finally it it ex- actually explodes. So. It explodes. Yeah, it, it's no hyperbole here. It explodes in a cloud of vapor. It, it's like it was f- filled with dynam a small low grade dynamite or something. And of course, everybody shits the bed and they run off in opposite directions, <laughs> like Screaming. Kermit the Frog. You know, Kermit the Frog flips yeah. out, flails. <laughs> That's kind of what it was like. Yeah, they all run away screaming through the woods. Uh, the camera is shaking as Sid, I guess Sid is carrying it, and it, it's just chaotic. And then they stop to rest yet again. <laughs> screaming and floundering through the woods burns up a lot of calories. It so does. They rest, and uh, Sid hears the ghostly voice again whispering his name. Yeah, and the, they kind of mention that they don't really know where they're at, the, that you know, maybe they kind of have an idea, but and they continue to hike a little bit more, and they rest yet again, and then they realize that, hey, we don't know where the fuck we are. <laughs> and, oh, by the way, our compass isn't working. Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> Magnetism sucks. <laughs> again, Shaggy, it'd be funny, Shaggy 2 Dope just drops out of the trees and gives him a lesson about magnets. <laughs> God, that's such a shitty old reference, but, you know. So we have more resting and more hiking, and then they rest again, and they finally realize that they've been wandering in circle circles. Yeah, and uh, Lula. All, all the stuff. Yeah, it's like you know. Have you seen the Blair Witch? Well, you've seen this movie too. Yeah. It's all, like all the same stuff. There was one part that I kind of like. Like Sid complains that his back hurts, and he's got this just laughably bad stencil of a monster hand yeah. on his back. It looks. It, yeah, it looks like. Something a kid would do, you know, you put your hand down and just spray paint it over it. Yeah, it always missing his little turkey head where the thumb goes. Yeah, I was expecting some kind of deep claw mark or a gash or something. But yeah, it just like, looks like a, a painted handprint that some kid would do. And... <laughs> yeah, and and moving on from that, too. They take, they, they're upset, but they kind of take it in stride. So. Yeah, I mean, there's a breakdown between Lula and Sid because Lula's blaming Sid for wanting to come out in the, into the woods and do all this filming, and Sid just keeps calling a fat ass <laughs> or fat so. Yeah, it should have been a good lesson about body shaming, but, you know, no. They, I guess they're not as PC as we are here in the West. <laughs> it's like Lula's like, um... Sid, you're the one who brought us out here. Now we have no food and water, and it's all your fault, and you're doing this. And Sid's pretty much, well, you're just a stupid fat ass. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, like, you didn't eat all the food. Right, yeah. I'm, I'm just, oh, God. Well, they, they decide they're not friends anymore, and they they continue on, and you see another shot of them sitting by a fire at night. And all, I, all upset, just sad pandas, the lot of them. And then BJ asks the girls to leave because he has to pee. And instead of peeing away from anyone, he just pees near the area. And he kind of, they say, don't pee near here. What are you, crazy? And he goes, well, I heard peeing in a circle around where you're at will help, you know, repel ghosts or something. (laughs) Like, and, and, you know, it also helps. It's not taking the skull from the murder tree. (laughs) Yeah. Just if you just not taking that goddamn skull, maybe even returned it, had the plans to return it. Maybe this murder tree was like, you know what? If they return it by nightfall, we're cool. But if they lose that motherfucker, (laughs) I swear to God, if you drop that skull off, if you put it on a stick, don't put it on that stick. All right. Like they had like three or four chances to redeem themselves and they tossed them all to the wind. So they pissed off murder tree most definitely. So now everyone's kind of lost their, you see the camera goes off again while, and then it turns back on and everyone's asleep. And then you hear, uh, a voice calls Sid, Sid, and he wakes everyone up. And then a voice calls Suana, and they're all like, you know, shaking and fearful. And this is another part that just kind of threw me off. But uh, Sid has the camera light on, and Suana or Priya insists that he turns the light off. For yeah, Sid. she's like, "Turn the light off! Turn the light off!" I like it scarier. I'm like, why would you want to turn the light off? That's your only source of light. And then, of course, he turns the light off. You hear stuff rustling around. You hear names. You hear. You, you hear all this spooky shit, and of course you hear them start running in the dark. And then they finally, the light finally comes back on as they're running, you know, through the dark, screaming. And they, and they decide to rest yet again, and they sit on the ground, and 
And I mean, I, it, it, you know what it felt like to me is that the filmmaker said, hey, uh, we, we forgot to do the part of the movie where they just flounder through the woods and then you got the night camera behind them. I like that in the Blair Witch Project. There's no reason for them to really be running through the woods. You don't, but nothing that they've done has made much sense in the logical world. No, no, absolutely not, not at all, and it, it just keeps getting more illogical as we go on because we're going into day five now. <laughs> day, oh, could you imagine spending five days with these schlubs? <laughs> I can't imagine spending five days out, out in the wilderness anyways. But with people I like. But know, with like, people I like. People, I did, I spent one day camping with people I liked, and I got tired of it very, very quickly. I mean, you know, usually by day two, I've already, you know, exposed myself drunkenly to somebody. So by day three, it's a good <laughs> thing that we're going back to our own lives. But, you know, not with these guys. <laughs> no, they're into they're, win it. here. Yes, yes. But they, um, when they wake up in the morning, there's there's these soccer ball sized, uh, uh, like, what would you call them? Straw balls that yeah. somebody has, has left for them in the night and set in this little semicircle around. They're considered grave markers for people that have, haven't been found. And oh. Yeah, out, you know, wherever. You know, it's kind of like the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. You know, the, the body was never actually found, but... Or, I don't even know what yeah. I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, it, it makes sense. Yeah. It's basically, it's, yeah, um, it's them. It's Here's your graves, people. It's not make... It's, that's, that's what I meant to say. It's them. It's supposed to be their grave markers. I'll just cut that one up. <laughs> <laughs> leave it in, guys. Yeah, okay, I'll leave that in. <laughs> I'm an idiot. But they uh, they did from there. They tried. They kind of just like make a mention of that, you know, in passing, and then they just decide which direction to go. To They're me, never if upset I enough, yeah, by the fact, uh, like, they never say the thing that a human being would say. Like, is there somebody out here? Is somebody fucking with us? Where are you? Like yelling into the woods. Like it's a very typical kind of like, show yourself. Where are you? But that's what a person would do. These, these, these people are not, they're just new to the planet. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I said, there is this whole other world that they must live in, in the horror universe that they're they're so naive because you know, if, uh, let's put ourselves in their place. If we were on camp, we got lost, this shit ha- starts happening, and then we wake up in the morning, and there's five grave markers, and we know what those grave markers mean, and there's five of us. Um, I'm looking around going, did one of you guys do this? None of you guys did this. Holy shit, we need to fucking leave. We're going to die. Yeah, or I'd, I'd try to be mean-mugging the people that were fucking with me and be like, hey, if I see you, I'm going to kill you. Like, you got to project a little bit. <laughs> I think at this point, too, that they've kind of given up trying to look for Raja. Now they're, I think they're just trying to get out themselves. Yeah, it's, I, yeah I think that they're just they're, – they're, they seem to be sad and just beaten that they can't find their way home. Lula goes up in a tree, he climbs a tree and he proclaims that he can see the mountaintop around this time. And then they all cheer because they're fucking dumb. <laughs> Yay. But yeah, but we also see where <laughs> Hooray. Hooray. Uh, there's also a point where Priya feels like crap and you see her kind of walking weakly and then she passes out. And then yeah. Lula and BJ go to find water, and then BJ calls for Sid, Sid and Suano, who have been staying with Priya during this time. And then they leave. The camera's still on, of course. And every time something weird is about to ha- happen, the camera switches from color to black and white. Yeah. And so the you know that happens, and all of a sudden we see Priya's body after a a few seconds of just sitting there. It it leaps up, you know, levitates. Yeah, she levitates above the ground. Levitate, and then yeah. And then the camera like cuts back and then she just falls back down to the ground like you think it'd give her a mild concussion yeah. or you think she'd wake up going, Did you guys just boot stomp the shit out of me while I was yeah. sleeping? What happened? It's a cheap effect to be sure. When especially when it went back to the ground, you're like, uh, there's yeah. Yeah, that's the, the no one fell anywhere. It's yeah, it's uh it's it's a it's a weird mix of bafflingly unexpected and then just painfully expected in this movie. Like you know exactly what's going to happen, but the people, the characters are so fucking weird. But they they keep they keep going. Uh, Priya eventually wakes up. She says, "How long was I out?" And they say, "Half an hour." She's like, "Half an hour? Oh, geez!" And then she gets up and walks fine. So. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, so they continue to hike, and they come full circle to where that can blew up, that little clearing. And uh, they decide... Well, they've been they decide going to, in circles. Yeah, they've been going in circles. So they decide to yell for help. Help, help. <laughs> we get a, about a minute of them yelling for help, uh, which, surprise, doesn't work. And, <laughs> and then uh, that's where we see Lula kind of looks up into the trees and starts climbing, and he, he says he saw the direction where they need to go, and they all you know, do their half-hearted celebration. No, they didn't do half-hearted So They actually did full-hearted celebrations. Oh, they leaned into it, yeah. yeah. We, we get some top-of-the-mountain kind of uh, celebration floundering. <laughs> so Sid tries to make friends with Lula again, but, they, you know, Lula kind of accepts his apology, and they're, you know, they're kind of ribbing each other, and all of a sudden Lula just kind of starts walking weird, and then Sid's foot gets hurt or something, but, you know, we see Lula facing a tree, Behind. Yeah, he's he's doing the Blair Witch tree thing, like or the just it, he's he's Lula is grinding his face into the bark of the tree, and just he turns around. The effect isn't very good. It looks like some party city stuff that you could just stick on your face. But he rubs his the flesh raw on his face, and then he's talking in this demonic voice that's kind of like, "All right, you're he's possessed by." The ghosts of the forest. Right, and he starts running off, and Sid uh, attempts to chase after him. <laughs> the funny thing about the about this <laughs> demon possession is that Lula. Have you ever watched Tim, uh, Tim and Eric? Uh, I'm, I'm familiar with them. Yeah, okay, there's a, the Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie. There's a scene where they run cross country, and they have their hands <laughs> to the side. Yeah, like lizards. Like lizards running, to, <laughs> and, and that's how Lula was running. And all I could think of was that Tim and Eric moment in that movie where they're just running. <laughs> Those are two kind of schlubby dudes, so it's, it's perfect. Yeah, I mean, and he's it's it's not at all scary. It's charming. Yeah, in, in the same way that a child trying to lie to you is kind of charming. Like that's funny. <laughs> you trying to make a movie, isn't that cute? But uh, so Lula is uh, victim number one, really, right? He's he's the first official victim. Yeah, first I official guess. victim. He kind of runs off. We never see him again. Uh, we do see him briefly uh, when oh, yeah. another one of those annoying scenes when the camera sees things and the audience does, but no one else does. We briefly see Lula hanging from a tree. So right, he's, yeah. he's, he's done been got. He's done been got. Uh, he, and when we say hanging by a tree, he's just kind of tied to the tree a little bit, looks like. Uh, I, yeah, just kind of hanging there. I didn't see a, uh, I didn't see anything around his throat or anything, but it was a brief thing. It was yeah. like Sid was dicking around with the camera, and then you could see behind Sid that Lula's body was in the tree. Right, and so now we see that the the group had tried to locate Lula, but the, so they decide to rest yet again, and <laughs> then we see them asleep, and then the camera turns back on. And then it turns black and white, and then we we know something's going to happen. And all of a sudden, something starts choking Suana, uh, Suana, and uh, basically drags her away into the night. Yeah, she stood an invisible force drag, chokes her, drags her, and then uh, how did this happen? She gets choked. Um, uh, they gets dragged off into the woods. Um, and when they find her, she's got like these fizzing, bubbling wounds on her, like the Alka-Seltzer monster had been attacking her or something. It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They find her with all these wounds on her. And you think, well, oh, I thought she was dead, um, but apparently she wasn't. So they, they just pick her up and take her back to their the campsite where they're at. Uh, Priya, of course, is like, we got to get out of here. But they've kind of already been saying they need to get out of there. <laughs> yeah, um, go, and go where? And go guys. where? Yeah, they've been walking around in a mile-long circle for the half of the movie. Um, for some reason, something happens to Priya's knee. Nothing really comes of that, but you know they continue to walk. And uh, she's a drama queen. She just included. <laughs> so they go back to the campsite, and we see the camera light goes out. Uh, then the light turns on, and that's when they see Lula's body tied up in a tree. It's like we see it, but no one else sees it. Right. His, his, his hefty uh, carapace is now food for the carrion birds, but oh well, it's moving on. Yeah, it's like us describing it is almost better than the movie itself as far as the effectiveness of these scenes. You know? yeah, well, not really, because I, I, I'm obviously describing it with not a whole lot of it. <laughs> 
So they, they find the trail marker. BJ had left a, a trail marker on a tree, just kind of like notched a couple of things and uh, marks into a tree with a... a... Good thinking, BJ. And th that is a good thing to do if you yeah. just keep doing it as you walk, not just do it once and then walk for miles. And... <laughs> but uh, yeah, they find that one mark that BJ left and they're like, oh, we're on the right trail. So they decide just to stay in the area night and sleep again. Mm -hmm. And the camera turns on. We Sid wakes up and he's holding his stomach. And I'm I'm imagining he's probably having a a horrible case of dysentery by this point uh, <laughs> after drinking all that stagnant pond water. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he runs off to the woods to take a a, a violent poo. I guess. Yeah, it's, Pri it's, Priya follows him. him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Priya decides to follow him. She she says, "Oh, you need some water or something." So she. So she gets goes with them as they leave the camera, and all that's left is BJ and Suwana lying there on the ground asleep. And BJ's sleeping, and Suwana sits up and does this twirly head thing like she's at a heavy metal concert. You know, the yeah. helicopter head. That that move, like she's flopping her hair around. It's not scary. It's not scary. It's like, um, well, yeah, this is something I do at a, a at a Motorhead. Concert, but... <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, just, it's something I do during the guitar solo that's really <laughs> wicked. So she, and then she gets up, retrieves a big rock, and just smashes <laughs> BJ's head flat with it. And he flounders around like a trout out of water. It's pretty funny. Yeah. It's yeah. not be funny, but I was chuckling. I was, uh, I was like, okay, finally, we just seeing some really cool stuff. You know, it's not that graphic. Uh, they have some fake blood that kind of spews out. And but yeah, it smashes his head, and then uh, she picks up a knife, walks towards the camera, kneels down, and then puts the blade up to her throat and basically cuts her throat. Yeah, and then falls over dead. Again, the the, the images that you have in your head are a lot more terrifying than what you see on camera because exactly. none of it was that upsetting. <laughs> and uh, so Sid, after uh, he's empty, this part was weird to me. Sid comes back with no Priya. Right, that's no what I said. Yeah, he just comes back, and he's uh, very upset because BJ's head is flat, and <laughs> and, and Suwana's uh, gurgling and dead. Well, not gurgling. She's just good and dead. Yeah. Yeah, so at this point, I'm wondering where Priya is either. Why did they leave Why did that, Why did did they leave that certain part open? I mean, uh, is this something there? I can't. I, I can't even imagine trying to predict if they even wanted a sequel to this or not. Oh, God in heaven. Well, six minus five equals two. There you go. <laughs> that makes sense. It doesn't make a lick of sense. No, no. I, I, I'm, I'm bad at math anyways, but when you start really fucking me over with bad math, <laughs> I have to start questioning even my own basic arithmetic. <laughs> I have I have horrible flashbacks. I think back to the math teacher that that that, that really was condescending and mean and nasty old crowd bastard. <laughs> I can say that because I too am a crowd. But, you know. uh, but yes, yeah, Sid comes back um, and he's walking. He, he takes the camera with him after he discovers the bodies and he's freaking out and he's walking fearfully through the forest. And then something calls his name. And then wait for it. <laughs> He just d d fucking flops down dead, doesn't he? No. We see the cheesy skeleton witch thing oh, yeah. surprise and kill him, as it, or yeah. his body is dragged away. Um, but this thing is something that's from the 99 cent store Halloween yeah. section. It's, it's just a quick, maybe one second flash, and you're like, Wow, I've got this hanging on my front door right now for Halloween. Yeah, and I know it's only it September. Was, it was Party City all the way. You know the rubber rats that they make by the truckload at Party City every Halloween? It was about that scary. <laughs> yeah, so not that frightening. And uh, thankfully the movie ends pretty much there with Sid's body being dragged away. Uh, I, I think there's eventually a... There is a, a flashback earlier where Raja is back in the studio with a producer. And he's discussing... Oh, that's right. He basically he he explains that I woke up, I went back uh, to the to the uh, whatever you call the custodians of the woods. And then that's they called out the troops to go and and find my missing friends. He basically fills in that little piece of exposition that we probably would have been fine with or without. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would assume. Well, I mean, I would assume he was just dead. You know, I that would be a, a basic course. It, then it wouldn't be what six minus five equals Equals two. After yeah, it would just be one. It would be actually math that works. 
there was another part of this movie that I just now thought of that, and it, it's it's kind of a running theme throughout this. It, it for some reason it bugged me, and it's it's kind of it, it's it's a, a non-issue at this point, but throughout the beginning part of the movie there's all kinds of of near nudity with the dudes they're walking around in their bikini briefs and they're damn near skinny dipping and they in one part of the movie the group makes their way to this beautiful waterfall and they all splash around in the water and the dudes are all half naked but the girls are just wearing their clothes but they're still <laughs> flopping around in the water i'm like you guys are going to it's going to you're going to be all chafed and uncomfortable as as that stuff dries you know like i'm not i don't want to be a creep or anything but you know like it just we'll turn our heads just you know yeah <laughs> you know it, it seemed weird I, again i don't know if it's a cultural thing or if just female nudity is a big old no-no in that but you know yeah that yeah. might be the thing it might be just a cultural thing but yeah it's weird it's just like you know the guy uh, swimming in his underwear and t-shirt you know or or not his underwear and t-shirt but like gene jorts gene <laughs> jean shorts and a t-shirt well and the one dude was wearing like black bikini briefs i was thinking like you know and i i'm fucking creep but i was thinking like it'd be nice if we could see her in that but okay no <laughs> no thanks movie for not for absolutely nothing not even a momentary reprieve from the dumbness but <laughs> well i mean we got to see some good booty shots so yeah, they were they were, they were of, beautiful of the, women. Oh, I was talking about of, of him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if, that's, if that's if that's what you're into, yeah, you know. Uh, but yeah, it's that, the uncut version we see from Lula's perspective. That would be a, a grisly scene. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> I died just a little bit. Inside, so. <laughs> that's because you're imagining. <laughs> uh, so th thankfully, the movie does end with uh, Sid's body being dragged away. And we have the producer or narrator uh, talking about how the people were never seen again. Or so the, the five of them were confirmed dead or four of them were confirmed dead and Priya was just considered missing. Yeah. And, and I mean, just it's laziness. It's 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 one of everybody's, you know, justifiable frustrations with these found footage movies is that they get away with murder. They, they, there's no soundtrack. So you yeah. say how much money by not having a score yet you, know, you can get away with the amateurish, uh, cinematography because it's a found footage movie. And, <laughs> and, and all of this, just chewing up the scenery, just sitting there with nothing going on is done under the pretense of, of building tension, but it's just sloth. It's just laziness. Yeah. <laughs> it's why yeah. everybody hates these kind of movies so much. Yeah. And I'm not sure if these guys just, you know, I think you might've mentioned it in your notes that if this was just kind of like a couple of guys that had a, a camera and their <laughs> village or their neighborhood where they're at. And they're like, Hey, let's just film a movie. That's, like the Blair Witch, uh, it's not going to be really, really released worldwide, just on Netflix streaming. Who watches that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe a couple of dumbasses in America will do a podcast about it. I'm, I, I would, I'd be willing to bet that other people have reviewed this movie. I try not to, to listen to, to any no. of the other, uh, you know, reviews that are out there that we of the same movies we're doing. I don't want to be inadvertently influenced. No, I don't either. Uh, but it. It, just, it it seems like one of, again one of those little passion projects just from a, a filmmaker that wanted to do something kind of like Thirteen Demons where you saw it was kind of a small little project independent project and you know they did it so more power to them it looked like a, a fun film because the terrain was beautiful and they got to hang with uh, in beautiful regions and locations and. They probably they're probably all friends. I mean, I bet the you know like I bet the uh, just the, the 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 home movie footage that they filmed of them at, at the after parties was probably a lot more fun in some <laughs> ways. <laughs> you know, it's obviously I'm shitting all over it, but it was it was charming in in a way too. It was it was it was goofy and silly and just painfully predictable. I, I wish that people would stop trying to you know use other movies as the template to make their movie and it seems to happen in indian movies a lot they they like let's make the blair witch project but the indian version of it let's yeah. make the Exorcist, but it's our version I, I america does that too and i always hate it yeah and i 
you know, like I said, I, I don't want to shit all over the movie either. There, there's some charming moments, and uh, I did like uh, as I did like the interaction between the guys and everybody. I thought they had a great chemistry together. They're all joking, and they and I actually smile. I was smiling during those parts, but at the same time, nothing of that was advancing the plot in any way. No, so that's just... the part that was frustrating me. I was like, oh, this is really a fun time, and I can get it. But what does this have to do with the movie? You know. Yeah, if 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 they if it was a if it's a stand up comedy show, you wouldn't have laughed once, unfortunately. Right. But you know, when it comes to laughter, I was laughing accidentally. They yeah, they I didn't realize what they had. They had a comedy, and they just didn't know it. <laughs> okay, so uh, I guess that in six minus five equals two. Yeah, and we're at a very important benchmark in the podcast. The next movie that we have is called A Dark Song, and it's our first one with an actual letter. Oh my god, we are jumping into the A's. Yes. I'm yes. very excited. I'm very excited I to get too. out of the numbers. This has been, yeah, seven weeks we've been in the numbers, so now we're finally jumping to the A's, and I think you're doing some new artwork for the A's? I, I am. I'm, 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 uh, <laughs> in typical me style, I'm, I'm working on a piece of artwork that has nothing to do with the A part of it. I'm doing <laughs> something for Facebook. It, we, can, we can use it for the A's. It's, uh, it's, it, it, we're doing the character, and uh, it's going to be the new uh, header artwork for a little while. Yeah. So that, that should be fun. It's, it's a lot of uh, horror movie icons in one picture. I hope people like it yeah i i think the idea was that uh, as we progress through the different letters of the alphabet we're going to have different thumbnails for each episode so please come That's on right. by the soundcloud page or, or the facebook page or even twitter and that you'll see the new artwork there and hopefully you will enjoy it because it's sometimes it will be gruesome sometimes it will be even more gruesome <laughs> <laughs> That's right. yes yes a is for acid or a is for <laughs> Uh, what other words start with A that we can inflict upon our poor man? Um, armadillo. Oh, no, that's I'm thinking of the dictionary. But aardvark. <laughs> aardvark. Um, there we go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, I think that brings us to What was the next uh, movie you're, we said we were It's called watch? A Dark Song. A Dark Song. Any yeah, idea I, what it's about? I have seen it. So uh, it's, it, it is about um, a – it is a paranormal thriller. And I don't want to – give out too many spoilers but it's uh it's 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 a competent movie i'll say that like it's it's um i think that we're going to enjoy reviewing this one awesome i can't wait to cue it up and give it a spin this week um, absolutely but uh thank you everybody for joining us for another episode of cinematic suffering and uh, this has been such a great time I, I look forward to doing this every week i do too i really I do, do too I hope that I hope that the uh, the people listening, all ten of you, enjoy it too. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if you're listening from another country, like uh, you guys, I, I've noticed when we've reviewed 1920 or 1920 London, and I know it's probably going to happen with this one that we do get a lot of views from you know India and um, Bangladesh and around that area, uh, even you know some just from the East Asian from the Asian countries and. Yeah, we thank you. I hope we're not insulting your culture. Uh, well, I, I hope not too, because we, you know, from from the bottom of my heart, I, you know, like I, I appreciate the little peek into other people's culture that you get from from movies that are done in other countries, and and we've enjoyed them even even when we criticize them. It's been a fun experience, and and we feel like we spent time with those characters, which I enjoy. So yeah, absolutely. So, uh, again, thanks, everyone, and we will catch you next week. All right. Peace, y'all. Peace. Take it easy, guys. Hey, guys. Just a few plugs and shout-outs before we end this episode. Clay is an extremely talented and twisted comic artist, and you should visit his pride and joy, hboys.com. That's H-B-O-Y-Z.com. If you're a fan of death and black metal, check out Jason's band Gravehill on all social media platforms as well as his doom metal project Stygian Crown. Music was provided by Face X Hugger. Check out Face X Hugger on Bandcamp and Twitter for more synthwave horror themed music. Questions, comments, and hate mail should be directed to our Twitter account at Cinematic Suffer. Thanks for listening. <laughs>